Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. Pro Football Focus uses our exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy stats and projections. Join PFF Edge for full access to our expert rankings, draft tools, matchup charts, and of course our award-winning content. Are you a high-stakes player? Join PFF Elite, which includes our premium stats database, green line game picks, and DFS optimizer powered by our fantasy projection. Join PFF Fantasy and prepare to win. Sign up now at ProFootballFocus.com. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to football season. The 49ers come up short. We lose 16-24 to on the road to the Minnesota Vikings, and it was a rough one. <laughs> Not going to lie, but at least football is back. What I'm going to do at this episode, I'm going to be breaking down everything about the offense. We will have the defensive breakdown coming later in the week. But in today's episode, we will be going over offensive MVP, mistakes aplenty. Man, there were a lot of mistakes. And what is the bright side? What can we take away from this? Kind of the silver lining behind the whole thing. That's kind of what's going on. So right off the bat, the offensive MVP, and this was rough. <laughs> there, there was not an offensive player on our roster that did not make some type of mistake or have negative counting plays, but I'm going with George Kittle. The tight end came out and just played on fire. Yes, he had a huge drop. I understand that, but um, he had five catches for 90 yards. He, he was awesome. He played absolutely stellar, and man, it, it turns out he was kind of the player of the game offensively and led everything receiving wise he just went out there and played really really well so again five receptions for 90 yards had a 36 yard reception on nine targets he led the team in targets yards and catches so you got to give him kind of a hats off to where he is at um he has come a very long way especially whenever you look at the fact that he had that separated shoulder during the preseason he came back and just played awesome now we had lots of inactives on the offensive side Eric Magnuson was out with a hamstring. That hurt us big time. Richie James was out. And then Matt Tobin, and we could have used him. And Sean Coleman, two linemen that we had back. We made, they were healthy scratches, but that's going to play a big role. Three key injuries happened during the game on the offensive side, both to right guard position. Pearson and Garnett both had lower, lower leg issues. It looked like Pearson was more of an ankle slash foot and uh, Garnett seemed to be like an Achilles injury. It was almost non-contact, and he kept trying to put weight on it and just could not. So those are unofficial exactly what happened. They are lower leg issues. but And then also, man, our number one wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin, got a, what's called being called a quad bruise. Now, he missed the majority of the game. He was running full speed across the field, and a defensive lineman opened up and need him right on the inside of his leg. Uh, it looked very, very brutal. The good news is 
it's not a knee issue or an ankle issue. It is completely just, it's a bruise. And he came back in and got a snap or two, but then went back out. So I expect him to be just fine long-term, but that's kind of where that went. And really do hope that we can get him back really, really quickly because we need him. We missed him big time. So We'll go through a lot. Uh, the drives, again, This is we had 12 offensive drives, and th- this is start to finish. We got two first downs, then we punted on the first drive. Then we got a three and out on a holding call, then a sack. Then we got a field goal, 42 yards, which was awesome. Special teams continues to be a strength of this team. Then we had a fumble loss on the goal line. Uh, Alfred Morris fumbled on the one or two yard line, and that was after a 14 play drive. And that ended a, ended the half. That was a huge turning point in the game. Then we come out of the half. We go three and out. That's whenever we lost both tackles, or, or sorry, both guards. Then we had a pick six whenever Kendrick Bourne ran the wrong route and fell down. Then field goal for 43 yards after a drop touchdown pass by Garcon. Then we go off and respond to that with a touchdown to Pettis on the play of the game. Then the ninth drive interception on the very first play, Garoppolo overthrew Pettis. Then we got a field goal, a three and out, and then we ended on another interception from Jimmy Garoppolo. Now the keys to this game, if you listened earlier in the week with our preview, was turnovers and sacks. And we tied on the sack front, uh, three to three on the sacks. We got three and they got three. But we got destroyed in the turnover game. Uh, Four turnovers to one. And you play against a good team like this, it's just not going to happen. You know, Kyle Shanahan at his press conference after the game, he said, it's hard to beat a good team when you make so many mistakes and they don't. They played mistake-free football. We did not. And not to mention, you're on the road against a team that, you know, was in the NFC Championship last year and upgraded their team greatly with a new quarterback and a Pro Bowl defensive tackle, both of whom um, played amazingly well and kind of got after us pretty good. So that's kind of what it is. And again, if you look at our offense, here's the deal. We had five dropped passes. Two were in the end zone. One would have been a touchdown. So that's three possible TDs that we left out there. We fumble on the one-yard line and then three interceptions on top of that. So if you want to look at why we lost this game, we lost this game. We didn't necessarily get beat. We lost this game. And it starts up front. You know, the offensive line, all the injuries definitely hurt us. We'll get into that a little bit later. But that's kind of what it is. And before we finish, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that entered into the FanDuel.com slash 49Rush. 49Rush competition. We had over 100 people sign up, which is great. Max that out. Um, I'm definitely not winning that one. But if you want to sign up for next week, we will have another competition. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash 49Rush. The number 49, then Rush. That is there. And also, Game Day Sports and memorabilia these guys have been awesome really appreciate all their support for the podcast head over there for any memorabilia concerns that you have jerseys posters it's all there and it's all fully guaranteed authenticity guaranteed through several different checks through beckett sports um so you don't have to worry about it if it's authentic or not it is again head over there game day sports memorabilia.com tell them the 49ers rush podcast sent you So let's go in and let's start breaking down the performances offensively. Right off the bat, Jimmy Garoppolo, not a great game. By far his worst game as a 49er or as a pro in general. But his stats do not represent the way in which he played. He played amazing 
up until the halfway through the second half. You know, you got to the middle of that third quarter, and that's whenever a couple bad choices were made, and that's whenever it got bad. So 15 for 33, 261 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. You add to that three sacks for 24 yards lost, and he had a 45.1 passer rating. But again, a lot of this you cannot put put on him. He came out and played great from the start. He throws that slant over the middle of the field as well as anybody in the NFL. Uh, so many tight windows, and he was giving his guys opportunities to make the play, and just several drops back to back to back to back. And, and it's drive killers and morale killers. Whenever your quarterback is playing exactly what he needs to, the way he needs to play, but the plays are coming up as negatives or drop passes. Whenever <laughs> you could have a first down, but instead it's going to be third and six because somebody dropped it over the middle. That's rough. Now the pick six that he threw to Bourne. This is this is just a rough one, and I, I get it. There's going to be people out there, and they already are talking trash on Jimmy G. That's okay. That's no problem. He can handle it. He gets paid enough to handle it. But whenever you watch the game and you understand the game, you understand it's not his fault all the time. The last two I would put on him, but the pick six to Kendrick Bourne was not. It was a hot read because they were bringing the blitz, and you could see him call it. If you go back and watch the play, you'll see him make a motion to audible, and Kendrick Bourne did not see it. So he ran the wrong route, and then not only did he run the wrong route, he fell down on the route um, as Jimmy G was throwing it in with pressure in his face. And Kyle Shanahan came out afterwards and even said, yeah, there was a hot route, but he didn't run it. And Kendrick Bourne also said, so props to him. He said, uh, Jimmy threw it where I should have been, and I wasn't there. I ran the wrong route. So that pick six, you can't really put on him. And the sad thing is Kendrick Bourne did this last year too to Jimmy G. This isn't the first time. He didn't get any plays after that either. So you could tell the coaching staff was beyond pissed off. But they come right back out after that pick six. And the first play from scrimmage, he throws a 56-yard like bomb. Absolutely perfect play to use check. And should have had a touchdown on that drive. But Pierre Garçon dropped one in the end zone. Lots of contested catches. Uh, Pierre Garçon had three contested catches dropped that hit him in the hands both times. Uh, George Kittle had the huge deep bomb drop. And then also, I mean, you can't, you just can't win like that. So you got three by Pierre, one by Kittle, and, and one by Pettis. So you can't win like that. You just can't. He even got some scrambling in Jimmy G. And probably one of my favorite plays as a 49er was that touchdown pass to Pettis. Pressure in his face, throwing against his body, against the motion in which he's running. Just absolutely unreal. Much better game if you watch it than what the stats say. And it seemed like in the fourth quarter, he was just doing too much. He realized that he had to create, and he forced things a little bit too much, and that's what hurt him late. Now, the running back situation situation was fine. We, we got plenty of production as far as yards go. Matt Breida didn't start, but he got the very first carry of the game and was by far the better of the two backs. He had 11 rushes for 46 yards, which comes out to 4.2 yards per carry, and also had a catch for five yards on two targets, which that's fine. <laughs> he, he's not the best receiving back, but he can do in a pinch. And he looked great. Now, Morris looked good to start, but then things got super bad. He goes 12 rushes for 38 yards. He averaged 3.2 yards per carry, so much less than Brita. And even though he got the extra carry, but we gave it to him down there on the goal line and back-to-back plays, he fumbled within the five-yard line. That is just 
I was losing my mind. Uh, that fumble was the key to the game. If we could have just got a field goal there, it definitely would have changed the way things went down the wire. But just that's inexcusable, especially for a veteran like that. Um, but he looks good. Mostert, amazing play on punt coverage. But he got in there for maybe two offensive snaps top tops. He, he is just a backup guy and a special team stud. Kyle Juszczyk, one catch for 56 yards on two targets. Just Man, he runs such a great route, and it just seems like he's going to have one or two of these plays a game where he gets lost in the mix, and Kyle Shanahan just stashes him on the sideline for a huge play. So Pierre Garçon, pretty rough game, to be honest with you. He got the very first play of the game was a slant route, and he took a big hit and caught it, which was awesome. But again, two receptions for 21 yards on six targets, three drops. Ugh, that was a rough, rough game. And I get He's not a guy that's going to create space. He's a contested catch guy. So if he's not going to get those contested catches, man, what are you doing out there? Uh, Sendejo just owned him over the middle. Their free safety was just lighting him up nonstop and kept dropping passes. So that's what it is. Goodwin, he had one target but no catches. He went out early in the second quarter. Um, as we said, he came back. I've no, I don't think there's going to be any issues with him next week. Now, Dante Pettis. Lots of bright spots, and <laughs> it's a roller coaster game. This is exactly what happens with rookies. So he had two catches for 61 yards on five targets. He did have one drop in the end zone. It would have been a great catch, an amazing catch, but he very easily could have had three catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns in this game. And that's what he brings. He is a red zone big play stud. Replaced Goodwin and got a lot of snaps, and, man, he just... He's got to step up. You can tell there's some issues going on in his head right now. You know, he's back there for a punt, and he bobbles it. Luckily, we landed on it just fine. But he is not right in the head. I don't know if it's just nerves or, or what. If he's overthinking things, he needs to chill out because the talent is there. And like, hopefully this is it. Like, <laughs> again, you talk about a guy that didn't have any drops at the college game at all. Zero drops. And he has had every single game he has been in, all the preseason games, and the first game he is having dropped. So he needs to fix that pretty quick. But still, the talent is there, and we need this guy in the future. Trent Taylor, Mighty Mouse, love this guy. He didn't really do anything in the first half at all. He finished in the second half with four catches for 28 yards on six targets. Uh, just came in late, and it's funny. <laughs> he loves to fight, man. He's just He wants to be... In the ruckus, Wu-Tang style, <laughs> there was a punt play where the Vikings punted the ball, and instead of fielding it to down it on punt coverage, they just touched it. So as soon as they touch it, this is what's called a dead ball, which means the 49ers can now pick up that ball and do whatever it is that they want. They can return it and fumble it. It doesn't matter. At worst case, you get the ball where the punt coverage team touched it first. So he runs in there. He's very, very smart. He understands what's up. Um, whenever I coach, I would tell my players to do the same thing. He runs in there and tries to dive on it and pick up and make something happen and got thrown to the ground. But it, it just looked funny because there was about six Vikings versus the smallest man on our roster, and he was going after him. Man, I love that guy. Mighty Mouse is a beast. Kendrick Bourne, zero catches on that one target for a pick six. Jeez, he didn't get any playing time after that. He needs to He needs to change some things. Uh he, Whenever you're low on the roster and young, you don't get a lot of opportunities, and what you make of those few opportunities will determine your playing time. You go out there on one route, 
and you get a pick six, it's going to change what's going to happen. So uh, curious to see what that looks like next week. George Kittle, as we said, our offensive MVP. Five catches, 90 yards um, on nine targets. He did have one big drop, but he was great in the run game. He went out there. He got in Everson Griffin's head. It was funny. He got he drew a penalty against Everson Griffin very early for hands to the face, and he was just talking so much trash with a big smile on his face as the refs called the penalty. Uh, just such a fun kid, man. There's something about him where you can just see he has it, and the fact that not only did he lead our team in receptions, targets and yards he left a lot on the field he very easily could have had a 120 yard game um, with two touchdowns so uh, if if he gets things together let's see what happens now Selick our other tight end absolutely trash game terrible game missed several blocks in the run game zero targets he was a liability and we can't have that from him we need Selick to play well we have to have him play well now let's talk about the old line some good some bad um, Staley, Richburg, great games. Played absolutely phenomenal games up the middle. Uh, really, really did a good job. Tomlinson, absolutely terrible. And I went back and looked over my notes. Last year, the worst game for Tomlinson, both of them, Seattle Seahawks against Sheldon Richardson. Where is he at now? Sure enough, week one, Sheldon Richardson destroyed our guards. He even got the best of McGlinchey whenever McGlinchey moved in at guard, which I don't know if you could really fault a rookie too much whenever he's never even practiced at this damn position, and he's got to go against a freaking Pro Bowl caliber player as a right guard when he hasn't played it. But it is what it is. It's still blocking. Tomlinson had a terrible, terrible game. McGlinchey looked good. Um, but not great. It wasn't. It was by far his worst performance that we have seen since um, during the preseason all the way up to this game. But still manageable. He he wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as we saw him in the preseason. Pearson got absolutely destroyed before he got injured. Garnett stepped in there. He wasn't in very long at all. Uh, gets injured with an Achilles. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for Garnett. I hope I'm wrong. They had to cart him off the field, and he was charging everybody up when he was off the field too, uh, going off on the cart, which he seems like an awesome kid. He just can't stay healthy. So we send in uh, Garrett Gilliam. We try him out at guard. That didn't work. Then we swapped him and McGlinchey. Uh, that didn't work. Gilliam gets beat off the edge. He was getting destroyed by Danielle Hunter as soon as he went in the game. And, and you can almost pinpoint the time in the game where, man, we were fighting back the whole time. But when Gilliam went in, there was a huge difference with Jimmy Garoppolo because he just had pressure nonstop after that. So that was huge. Now, a couple team stats that I want to look at. That's kind of going through all the player personnel. First downs. We had more first downs than the Vikings did. 20 to 19, we won that category. Third down efficiency was awful. Five for 13. That is just, that's pretty bad. Uh, that's the worst since Jimmy's been here. But again, uh, 327 total yards. That's okay. That's not too bad. But the problem, the, the biggest problem was this. Turnovers, we had four. Red zone offense, one for four. We scored one touchdown and four trips to the red zone. That is catastrophic. That is no good. Penalty-wise, we were great. We only had three penalties for 21 yards, but one of them came in such a crucial point, Solomon Thomas. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get mad. I will get more into that whenever we get on to the defensive episode, which uh, will be out a little bit later this week. So things to look for. 
Next week, we have the Lions at home, thank God, at 1.05 kickoff Pacific time. Really, really excited about that. So we've got two more episodes this week. I've decided to step it up this year. We're going to try to do three a week. So here's your offensive breakdown. I'll be doing the defensive breakdown here in just a couple days. And then we're going to be doing a full-on scouting episode again of the Lions. We'll have our scout on at Cadeau Clayton. Cadeau, sorry about that. Uh, the Canadians up there are going to get mad at me. At Cadeau Clayton. He's going to be joining us to break us down. So stay strong, faithful, and it's going to be okay. Uh, our team, we went up against the best in the NFL. This was our toughest game of the entire year, and we lost by a touchdown, even after all those mistakes. So stay strong. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.